I say this quite often, but around over our way, we got a saying: if you brag a dog, you make brag on a dog, you make a liar out of you. Amen. <laughs> so uh, I thought of Brother Kevin's tremendous friend of mine, preacher, and uh, well, Brother Roy, I enjoyed that family year. My, that's that's great. I, I tell you, these days we're living in having young people and your children in church and seeing them serve the Lord, what was a great blessing to me. And I thought when I first walked back through the door there that uh, that song they were singing, I was in, I was in between two thoughts. And um, one of them had to do along with Calvary and the other one had to do with his touch. So I didn't know hardly which way. I thought I might get some uh, uh, clarity out of it. And I, I pray the Lord would help us today. I want to do my best to... Lift him up. So good to see Brother Don. Been a while since I saw him and his dear wife, Miss Sue, and Brother Fred, and Sister Jeannie. Good to see them. It's been, all of them been tremendous blessings in my life, and I, I really appreciate that. And uh, I preached the other day at the county jail. I finally got opportunity to get in there, but it's different. Uh, the first time, you're, well, I, this is the third time I think I've been in, not took to jail, but got to go in and preach. Amen. And uh, I believe we got a good man in office up there now. And I talked with him here a while back that's building a new jail. And I told him, I said, I'd like to get in there and preach to him. And uh, he said, well, he said, I'm going to be honest. He said, the old jail is not safe enough. I said, well, we get in the new one. And then I happened to know the guy that's over the, I guess you'd say, the kind of the run in the prison. He's a free will Baptist preacher, Brother Adam Smith. And so it all worked together, and, and I, I got to go in there the other week. But it's still different. I mean, you don't have no singing, and, um, I mean, you just, boom, you just get thrown into it. I, and so we, we tried to preach there to those men, seven of them. Uh, the, one, the one that I went to see in there, I've, I've known him for several, several years, been praying for him, trying to win him to the Lord. Uh, and this is the first time I ever really saw him weeping, Brother Don. And I think, I think, I really believe he's meaning business this time. Now, whether he will or not, I guess time will tell. And, uh, but it was a, a great opportunity. And uh, so I preached to him that day and got through. And they said, well, most of the others that come here just give a testimony or something. I said, well, they can do what they want to do. All I know to do is preach. Amen. And so I, I think that'll work when nothing else won't. And I know I got preacher friends say, well, they just got jailhouse religion. Can I say they some Baptists got church house religion? Yeah. Now listen, anytime you preach, I got a promise it won't return void. And uh, so, you know, I, let me just, let me ramble for a little bit and I'll try to be brief. And, but there was a, the, I guess you'd call him the jailer. That was the most aggravating man to be around. He, he never smiled. He's always grumpy. Every time I went there, you know, to talk, he just short with me. I made up my mind, I, you know, I didn't want to go have nothing to do with him. I just, you know, and, uh, but I saw him at Walmart with his mother. And uh, next time I saw him, I said, man, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you taking your mother up there. And you know, it kind of broke him a little. And, uh. You know, even sinners need to let somebody know to care about them. And our dear brother that preached for us yesterday, Brother Bobby Stewart, boy, he, 
he preached a tremendous message on trying to win people, you know, and be a friend to them. And I, I thought about, I was riding over here with a couple of friends of mine, and uh, I got a man I worked in the woods, I don't know, maybe 15 years or more, and uh, that man had such an impact upon me. And that's what he talked about yesterday uh, was the fact that, you know, he had something real. And that's what the world's interested in. I see enough of this junk fake stuff and religion. I was telling more boy I worked with in the woods. Cut, back then they didn't have the machines to cut it down. And he cut off a big pine. And most of the time when they cut one off big, they won't let it fly off the stump. They'll leave it hanging. And back then they didn't have the grapple so you could get your uh, choker cable under it. And boy, he didn't. And I was having to go way up the tree to get under it. And I was digging. It was hot and sweating. That old boy said, you lose your religion out here, preacher. And I said, if that's all I had, I might. But I said, it's more than religion, amen. And I tried, to, I tried to talk to that old boy, you know. And you know what he done? And the other guy that I worked for, he had a backhoe. And he come and said, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to dig a grave. He dug a grave and he killed himself the next day. He said, I want to be buried right there. So I don't know. I don't reckon maybe he ever got things right with the Lord. And, uh, but anyway... Uh, I'm going to give you a thought today, I feel like maybe for just a little bit. Now, let me just say this. I don't, I don't know how you men do, and there's been a few times that I really had duds, and I'm afraid today's going to be one of them, but we'll just get some stuff, the uh, good Word of God out there. I've got some, well, I don't that sound like I'm bragging, but I've got some good thoughts studying for funerals. I don't know how y'all men do that, but I try to have something. I was telling him one woman looked me straight in the eyes. She said, I don't know far and brimstone, hell far preaching, and I don't want no long preaching. I said, well, I can say a lot in 10 minutes. You know, it was halfway through that service before she ever made eye contact with me. There's a verse in the book of Psalms 94, unless the Lord had been my help. And I preached on help. That verse in itself is the outline. The helpers identified, except the Lord had been my help. Then he said, my soul, the, where the help needs on the inside, my soul. And the Lord gave me that thought that day, and I, and I used it. And this thought that I want to give you today was birthed out of a funeral. I had a lady at my church whose mother was way on up in years, had a very large family. There's probably a, a 11 or 12 of them. Um, and so uh, they asked me if I would to, you know, say something and there at the funeral. And I don't know about you other preachers, but a lot of times when you call for a funeral, the first thing you think of is maybe one of you, I call them reruns that you preached at funerals. And I thought that'll be easy, but Lord said, no, I want you to See if you can find something fresh for that family. And uh, I found out some things. God can give you some unusual thoughts and some unusual circumstances. And, um, but here in the book of uh, Luke chapter 23, verse 39, a lot of things are changing in my latter years. My memory is messing up. My eyes is not seeing good. My walking's being hindered. And uh, so, but anyway, we'll, we'll try to give you something today. Just uh, look and see the time. If I try to be mindful, I know there's going to be other men that's going to preach today. Would you look at verse number 
39 in the book of Luke 23. And one of the male factors which were hanged railed on him saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself in us. And the other answering rebuked him saying, Dost thou not fear God? Seeing thou art in the same condemnation, we indeed justly. For we receive the due rewards of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto him, uh, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. Father, my how good it is to be in your house with your people around the good word of God. Thank you for the man of God that just preached to us, Lord, that I spent the time in preparation. Lord, I, I thank you for men that has a desire to study. Lord, thank you for the men that sat in here, Lord, that uh, so, so well I'm not... Uh, I don't know how to explain it, Lord, what they've meant to me in my life. And, Lord, I pray that you would help them. And I know there's probably some men here today that's got problems that no one else knows about, but I'm glad you know about it. And I'm glad there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Now, Lord, I pray just a few minutes the good Spirit of God would help us, that you'd overshadow us and empower us and help us to exalt and lift you up, Father, and we'd ask it all in Jesus' precious name, amen. I want to show you two little words here, and it's what I want to talk to you about today. The Bible said, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee today. And in it, he went on to say, Today thou shalt be with me. And I want to look at those little words there, with me. You know, I'm glad salvation is a personal relationship, amen. Knowing him. I, I like, you know, I, I say it this way, and I've said it, uh, several times in the past in places, uh, our Lord knows you by name personally. When he comes to the tree where Zacchaeus was, he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at your house. Listen, not only, and I, you know, I just look at it this way, I'm a, I guess you say a simple-minded man, if he knew what tree he is up, what limb he's on, he knows what pew you on today. He knows everything going on in your life. He knows the trouble you're in. He knows everything about you. Now, I don't know, this is just, I guess you say maybe imagination. I tell my people, you need a good imagination when you study the Word of God. I'm not talking about off-the-wall stuff, but just just maybe, just maybe, this boy's mother is at uh, that crucifixion. Boy, don't you know that is something other when the Lord Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Uh, boy, don't you know that had to bring joy and peace uh, in her heart and life, and his also. Then I, here's some of that. Aren't you glad that God has always got a listening ear? I don't know how much knowledge this young man had. I personally believe of the two thieves, uh, he was the youngest. Um, did you notice also, uh, if you go back, I believe you see the book of Mark or Matthew, they was both railing on him. Uh, they were both uh, gnashing at him, so to speak. Uh, but something's happened in this boy's life, amen. Uh, hey, something brought a change. Uh, he saw something. Uh, he he heard something uh, 
that's changed his attitude about Christ. Uh, can I say that there's a bunch of hypocrites out there, but they some as true blue, amen. Uh, I tell you, when I started to work in the woods uh, on the first day, uh, and we got there and sat down by the trees, uh, Brother Herman took that uh, piece of a uh, sandwich uh, with wax paper of that brown paper sack, pulled his hat off and said the blessing, hey, I want to tell you, I've never seen nobody do like that. Uh, and what we run in polling saws uh, and flood, pull your arm off. Uh, I've seen men cuss them, kick them, throw them. Uh, old Brother Herman had set them down walk off. Uh, I said, dear God, what's wrong with him? Uh, I said, that don't even bother me. Don't get mad. Uh, I've seen him loving on his family. Uh, and then, boy, one day it took the cake. Uh, man, I'd pulled on that doggone saw. Hey, man. Uh, hey, wasn't good thoughts running through my mind. Probably everybody here has heard me tell it one more time ain't going to hurt another amen. Uh, I'd pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled. Uh, my blood pressure's up. My heart was pounding. Uh, I wasn't thinking good thoughts and I looked up on the loader. He said, be you not weary and well doing. Uh, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Uh, I said, dear God, I don't know what he's got but I want it. Amen. Uh, I wonder if anybody wants what you got. Uh, I wonder if anybody, you know, uh, he's talking about being a parent, you know, and uh, I learned my little lesson, my little old dog. Okay, me and uh, that little old dog, I don't know how, about that big when we come to the house, wasn't it supposed to be ours, and we wound up raising it, had it for about 17 years, and everywhere I went, it thought it had to go, uh, in the car, in the truck, I found it out like little Debbie's, amen, uh, I'd buy that little Debbie's product, you know, and uh, I'll tell you what, I kind of liked that old dog, amen, and uh, one morning I got up, and I wasn't feeling good, uh, and boy, I tell you, it run right out in front of me, nearly tripped me, uh, I didn't kick it, but I just took my foot, slid it down the hall. Uh, Holy Ghost, ain't you glad God don't have a bad day? Amen. Uh, he don't ever get up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, he don't ever get short with you. Uh, he won't ever kick you around. Uh, can I tell you, that's the God I'm preaching about today. Uh, he's always got size, uh, size for the hurt on you, my friend. He's always got words of encouragement. Hey, I'm glad men can change. Amen. I told him, my boys, last week, I said, I know we all love you. You've been through stuff, but I said, thank God there's a hope for you. There's a hope for you. I reckon these bottles are down here. Can I have one, brother? Amen. And so he said, today thou shalt be with me. Now, here's something I know y'all men know this, but I didn't. Why did they put Jesus in the middle? I always personally thought he's just as close to one as he was the other. But I read in another book that always, they always put the, the roughest or meanest one always in the middle. I don't know if that's so or not. I think they purposely did it to the Lord. I think they did everything they could to him. And so when we say with me, what's this? It's so personal, yet it's so private, yet it's so pleasant. Then can I say, what a promise. <laughs> Today thou shalt be with me. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, that old boy rested his soul in that promise. I'm glad we can rest in him today with me. Well, let me just, let me just throw some things uh, out there uh, to you uh, today in getting ready to give you three things. Uh, I want to say, number one, there was uh, the scenes at the cross. Uh, in verse number 48, all the people that came by the, uh, uh, came together to that site. Don't you know that's something other? Those three million, I, I believe, uh, the Bible said our Lord opened not his mouth, uh, but it didn't say that about the others. Uh, I believe there 
was moaning, don't you know, with uh, those nails going through their wrists and hands and feet and uh, that weight hanging down and all those things. There was uh, probably uh, begging and pleading, but, but not our Lord and all those people down there around that cross. And then if they did have loved ones, they was uh, viewing this. Uh, and so there was the scenes around the cross. Uh, and then there was the sounds around it. In verse number 27, there followed him a great company of people and women also bewailed and lamented him. Uh, there was some, they tell me that sometimes they'd pay these women. It didn't uh, note, uh, didn't note who they was. Uh, I don't know who they were. Uh, and uh, But boy, they, they, they was uh, uh, the sounds uh, and the, be, uh, the pleading and praying. Uh, and then here's something other, you know, uh, that, I, that I thought. I wonder what softened the criminal's heart. Something got a hold of this guy that just a few hours before, by the way, why did he pray the prayer, remember me? You don't find that nowhere else. In the, there's a verse in the book of Psalms. I believe it's either Psalms 32 or 25 that the psalmist said, remember me. Now, I, I might be totally wrong here, but just somehow in the back of my mind, I believe that this boy had some, some knowledge of the Lord. I, I believe he did, some knowledge. Uh, I, I know he'd heard a lot about it. And then don't you know that uh, the message circulated through the jail that somebody, uh, you know, is going to, Jesus is going to take, who was it, Barabbas, and take his place they said can you imagine can you imagine how's a preaching in the county jail longest line years many years ago and I, I said boys I said what if somebody come in here and said dad take your place one old boy he said I tell you what I said I, I hit that door and wouldn't look back there they was no, uh, you know, no gratitude. Uh, but you know that this had the way on. Uh, he'd heard much. Both of them had heard much. Uh, then here's another thought. Uh, somebody said, when you get right down to die, they'll call on God. That doesn't, didn't. Death won't make a man get saved. Bible said no man can come to the Father except he be drawn. You see, a lot of the churches, they don't depend upon the drawing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, they don't depend upon a man preaching with a touch in the service. Uh, oh, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's got to come back, brethren. Uh, if we're going to see men get saved, uh, Brother Fred shared with me there. Man, I like to be in here yesterday when the wind got to blowing. Amen. Uh, I, like to, I like it when it gets slapped out of the banks. Amen. I mean, what Brother Bob Weldon said, he said it's hard to so seed when the winds are blowing. Amen. Boy, thank God. And then you know I learned that all my life has been a learning process. I never forget I worked in the woods that day and I, I mean I was dog tired and I hadn't studied that week. Went in on a Wednesday night and I sat down in the first song, man, the wind got to blowing. I went to flipping through my Bible and I said, man, I gotta have a good outline tonight, Lord. I, I said, I ain't studied, but I need a good one, man. You here tonight. Holy Ghost whispered, I don't need you, son. Amen. Did you know I found out when the preacher shows up, you don't need to preach. You don't need to preach. Now, undoubtedly, with all this suffering, all this, and then, you know, maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't mean to try to play on your emotion, but I, I just wonder, mother, maybe that mother had prayed and prayed. Let me just, and I, I don't mean just to, I tell you, it just amazes me at some places God gets. I don't know if that's good English, Sarah. But I, you know what I'm talking about. I was on death row on parchment. The young man, matter of fact, if I remember correctly, I think he was from Tupelo. I don't remember. I knew he was in his late 20s, maybe 29. And, and we was having tracks send him out. He said, I wouldn't be interested in him at all. I want none. I said, yes, sir. I said, can I talk to you a little bit? He said, yes, sir. 
said, I'd, I'd be glad to talk with you. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, God just broke my heart. I, I, I couldn't help it. I just went to weeping. And I got to talking to him, you know, and I quoted a verse in the book of Romans. I said, we're sin abound, grace is much more abound. Here's what he said. He said, that was in the last letter that my grandmother wrote me. And he retained it on death row. Hey, somebody said that low down sorrow. I said, God didn't say that. Who to say that maybe one night while he's there, <laughs> hey, that verse of scripture come back and go to gouging on his heart. He said, my grandmother's literally wore out two knees of praying for me. Boy, listen, she didn't know that this going to be an old country preacher come by there sometime and talk to him and quote that verse of scripture, but God did. And he put it all together and arranged it. And boy, did the boy get saved? He did with me, but at least I got the opportunity. What softens people's heart? I tell you what, number one, ones that love and gratitude what Christ done for you I want to show you some I want to show you some things here I want to say you'll you find there what uh, this thief was convinced that Christ was the Lord did you see it in verse 41 we indeed justly for we receive the due rewards of our deed but this man has done nothing to me sometimes get your strong concordance and look that word amiss up one of the meanings said there's, there's nothing out of place huh yeah he couldn't put his finger on the Lord. Hey, you can't either. The religious crowd couldn't. They said, never a man spake like this man. Uh, even Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. Uh, I, I mean, they hired people to lie. And the boy, listen, this thief was convinced that he was the Lord. Uh, he admitted his condition. Um, he said, we indeed justly, for we received the due rewards of our deeds. Uh, he's admitting what he's done. Uh, and in my friends, not only how do you find he was convinced that Christ was the Lord? He admitted his condition, but the sinner then, uh, my friends, conveyed his thoughts toward the Lord uh, in verse 42. And he said, uh, he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. Now you remember they had over him the, the king of Jews. Uh, and they said, don't say that he was, uh, you know, that he really was a king. But this boy believed, or this man believed that he was a king. And not only was he the king but he believed it's the Lord capital L he might have heard that crowd and said we didn't be born of fornication I don't know what all they heard about Jesus you know I wonder some you know a lot of times what people hear secondhand information is not really true they hear things then somebody adds to it and then somebody adds to it I don't know what all this man had heard about Christ but just within three hours of being close to him, it got him. He believed it. <laughs> it didn't take him long to be convinced that he was. Hey, do you remember when he, when he dealt with your heart and you was convinced he was the Lord? Do you, do you remember, my friend, when you realized that hell ought to be your home? And so the thief was convinced that Christ was the Lord. He admitted his condition. He conveyed his thought. And then watch this, the comfort that must have filled his heart. <laughs> So today thou shalt be with me in paradise. They said, Lord, I believe you got a kingdom. Said, when you get there, remember me. Said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. I, I, I believe it made those last few hours. I don't know how long it took other men to die. But I, I think he knew where he was going. You know, I saw something years ago. And I'm sure y'all already saw it. But uh, when, when, the, when the crowd went against Jesus... And the other thief went with the crowd, but he didn't even go with his buddy. No. 
He, now, he started, he did to start with. However, then he's changed his mind. And so the comfort he must have had in his heart, the price that Jesus paid, the promise that he made. The, the Hey, could it be that when he heard the Lord's prayer, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He's heard all of that. He's seen all those things. And boy, he's convinced that Christ is the Lord. Now watch this. The oneness that Christ desires. You know, isn't it sad today that so many people and I know when you get people, you got different opinions and different, you know. And isn't it sad when people can't get together at the Lord's house and fellowship like they ought to be? I don't know why this come to my mind, but years ago I had been down somewhere and come back brother Bob, by Brother Ferguson's church and preached that night. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I preached on grudges and some other things. And, of course, I just preached, and it was a lot smaller crowd than this. And I'm not saying that to, we have small crowds at our place, you know, but, but anyhow, uh, I, I preached that night, and I wondered, you know, why. But after the service, I got to talk to Brother Bob, and he said, you know, I got a man back there. And he said, he won't speak to that in the cross aisle. And I said, really? He said, yeah. How can people go to church and not, not you know, fellowship, speak to one another? I believe I believe I'd do my best to try to get it right if I could. And there's a oneness that he desires. And the fellowship, and our dear brother has just preached before us on that thing of fellowship. And I was looking through a book one time, and Thomas Brooks, some of you old are the ones that read a lot. You know, he's an old Puritan preacher. Here's what he said. Discord and division becomes no Christian. For wolves to wear the, worry the lambs is no wonder. But for a lamb to wear another lamb is unnatural. Boy, there ought to be fellowship. Then I want to say, my friend, not only the oneness he desires, but the opportunity that's been afforded you. When I think about my life, see, uh, I don't have a memory of never going to church. I was raised in church. I mean, my early days is in church, men preaching. We, we, listen, we not only, uh, we was made go to church. Somebody said, well, I don't, make, I don't believe in make them. And I, one lady, she told me, she said, I was made to go all my life, and I'm not going. I said, well, I was made to go, but I, I like to go now. I, I, like, I, I do. I, I, I like to go to, to meet with God's people. And, uh, you know, to, but the opportunity, but, you know, that there's so many. And I, I found out there was a, a boy that was working at a certain place in Fayette, and his mother, his mother and her sister and her mother is a trio. Oh, man, and women could sing. Well, I found out one day that this woman's had two boys. One of them saved, served the Lord, and the other one was a rebel. When I found out, I, 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 went, in, I went in the store where he's working. We talked a little bit, and I said, young, young man, I, I found out who your mother is. I said, man, I can't. I said, you got one of the best mothers and daddy that there's ever been. I said, man, what a, what a heritage, what an what a opportunity that you've got here. It's sad today. I know some and they have uh, loved ones that's been afforded good opportunities but not took advantage of it. Man, they, they've, they've been around. Boy, you know, I'm just glad I was, I was raised in the old ways. Amen. 
I, I, I'm glad that I heard men preach as a, as a young boy and got on a conviction. And I, I'm glad the men of God stood and preached to me. And uh, opportunity, they, they tell me that this word opportunity is uh, a combination of circumstances favorable for the purpose. <laughs> well, I want to tell you the opportunity. Here this boy was dying, fixing to be dead in a few hours, uh, and had the Son of God right beside him to talk to him. And he could look at him and said, would you remember me? And he turned and said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. What a wonderful opportunity. What a wonderful, hey, listen, what brought it all about? Number one is providence. Number two was the power of God uh, in his promises. Uh, and boy, listen, he placed his trust in the Lord. He petitioned him in prayer, and he got to go to paradise that day. Amen. One, one of my preacher friends said he's a morning sin, afternoon in grace, and a night in glory. I, I like that pretty good, amen. Boy, I want to say, then I want you to notice, my friends, the observation. He said to be with me. I got, a, I got ahead of myself. He didn't go with the crowd. You know, they tell me today that peer pressure, I feel for young people today. Probably there's 22 beds in there the other day. And uh, I would say a high percentage of them drugs involved in it. And uh lady over there, we've been inviting the church. She come up to me the uh, other night and said, I want you to pray for the family. Said a 22-year-old boy, O.D. Said, as far as I know, that's the first time he'd ever been on drugs. 22. Man, heartache has come. Oh, listen, the crowd. I heard Dr. James Dobson tell this one time, and boy, the peer pressure. And you know, what's this now? The pressure's not on own kids, it's on mom and daddy. Everybody wants their children to be popular at school. You just remember popularity's got a price with it. You know, where it's playing ball, do, I don't care what you do, you, you know. And uh, when, when, you, when you think about that uh, and the, the, oper, uh, the, uh, the opportunity and observation, but he said that he took a class, some, some, some class he took maybe sociology, I don't know what it was, and he said he was the only man in there. And he said all the one, others, and they was like in their teens, I mean 15, 14, 13 of them, all of them was in their late teens or early 20s. And he said, the teacher brought in a uh, couple of dozen donuts and said, would y'all like to have a donut? He said, man, my mouth went to water. But she asked the first girl, would you like to have one? No. She went around every one of those girls. And because that first one would not say I want one, every one of them turned it down. Every one of them. But when he got to Dr. Dobson, he said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I want one. Now, they can sit back there if they want to. And she said, about every one of them girls got a pressure. Pressure. And I say, hey, not only, not only is on parents and, and, and in children, but hey, it's in the pulpit. Pressure. What, what you know? And when you're in small churches, you know people by name. And hey, before you say some things, the devil reminds you. Now, if you say that, you know what so and so's going to think. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, I've been down the road a time or two. Hey, man, I somebody's going to get mad. You're going to run somebody off. You better keep your mouth shut. No, you better obey God's what you better do. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking about some childish thing, but I'm just talking about preaching the word of God. Amen. I want to say the observation, the crowd, 
And then watch it on this now. He publicly confessed Christ. Before that whole crowd, he said, Lord, remember me when thy comest to thy kingdom. Somebody said, well, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I ought to get saved, but I don't want to join the church. Well, you better hang on a little longer then. I, listen, I believe you ought to get in church. Jesus died for it. It do belong to. Somebody said, yeah, but uh, this church that does that. Well, you ought to be able to find one that you can get along with. Surely you could find one. Yeah. And, and if you can't, hey, look at the problem. It's not the church. Amen. Yeah, there's some people the devil can't get along with. Amen. I, hey, I know them when they come. You know, uh, it's trouble just about everywhere they go, you know. And Well, what can you say? All I know to do is preach. Amen, you know. Put them, hey, preaching to put you in and put you out. Amen. I mean, you, you, you don't have to purposely preach towards him. You just preach. Holy Ghost to put it where it needs to be. Amen. Matter of fact, you'll say some things sometime didn't even know you said it. Amen. Oh, I tell you what, preaching is, I love it. I love to hear men that can preach. Amen. I'll be honest with you on that. And the, the crowd, the Kremlin didn't go with it. He publicly professed Christ. I had a lady years ago. She had gotten saved, but she had not been baptized. And she told me, she said, Preacher, I'm horrified of water. Excuse me, let me see if I, her, her mother-in-law said, she said she'll never get baptized. She's afraid of water. I said, well, we'll see. So I talked to her, and, we, and I said, look, it's going to be all right. You just obey Christ. Man, I mean, come join that church, got in there and got baptized, and you know, just give them some time. Yeah, that's another thing. You got to give people some time sometime in growing in grace. And so we find here that there was the oneness that he desires and the opportunity that's been afforded and the observation, but I give you this and through the occasion that made it all possible. They tell me that the word occasion is a favorable time, opportunity, fact, or event that makes something else possible. Can I say this? The cross made it all possible. The cross made it all possible. And that, that's the reason why I, I love hymns about the cross. I, I, I love songs about the blood. I, I do. And then can you imagine that there's churches that's took all the, the, the hymn book. It's got blood in it, and they took it out. Oh, my, how sad that is. Uh, and, and, and then there's some of uh, those, those old hymns. There's nothing wrong with them. Somebody said it's a new generation. Yeah, but it's the same gospel, Amen. You know, they talk about, well, I, I can't understand that old King James Bible. It ain't what they don't understand it bothers them. Them, tens, them Ten Commandments, not Ten Suggestions. I'm going to tell you what, that Word of God, it, listen, it's like a sword. It'll cut both ways, going and coming. You just keep, hey, listen, I, I say this before, but listen, the Bible said, he said, my word's like a hammer. If you hammer enough, something break. Amen. It's hammer every time you come to church a little bit. Then it's exciting. You don't know when it's going to break. Amen, you know. He'll get people there. Man, there's a lady showed up Sunday, and I thought, my goodness, ain't that a blessing, amen. I'm going to tell you what, old brother Bobby Stewart can preach. Man, that man preached at our church. I thought, whoa, that's good. Another one visiting, she said, my husband sent me over here to check it out and come back and report to him. I said, well, check it out then, amen. I said, uh, I can tell you one thing. 
I said, you're going to like our singing over here. Somebody said, you meant singing. No, we sang over our way. Amen. Son, they open up, and boy, I tell you what, I'm glad that Brother Price, he did that. Man, we got a big old high ceiling, and I'm telling you what, you can put, listen, you, honestly, you can put 12 people that literally open their mouth, and buddy, I'm going to tell you what, it sounded like you raising a roof on it. And I said, I believe you like our singing. And so I'm looking forward to her coming back. She went and reported, I guess. I don't know what she told him. Maybe they'll come back. I tell you, you never know. You never know. I'll give you this and talk about opportunities and all. Um, when a tornado blowed our church away, there's a guy showed up one Sunday, him and his daughter, and he pretty well intoxicated. His daughter said, Preach, I'm so embarrassed. I said, He's not made a show. He's coming in and listen. I said, Just leave it alone. I said, I'm glad he come. And I said, now, when we get in a new church, I want you to come. And he did. But sins. And then one thing led to another, and down, down. And I heard, and his daughter said, my dad's in the hospital. I, I want you to go see him. I said, I'll do it. So I went in there that Saturday, man. I just, I went in there, man, and I was trying to be forceful. And I said, you need to get saved, and you need to pray. And he said, no, you pray. And I said, no, you need to pray. He said, no, you pray. So I had a word of prayer and walked out, and I thought, boy, I blowed all that, Lord. Man, I come in here trying to make him, and knowing he's going to be in the hospital like two or three months, knowing he's going to die pretty soon, didn't know when. But then I went back Monday. It's literally, it's like he's healed. I mean, just his mind was alert. Man, I went in there and got to talking to him. and Boy, the Lord helped me that morning, that evening. Got talking to him about the Lord, and... and uh, I said, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to get saved today? Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to ask the Lord to forgive you? He had a big old blue eye. He turned and looked at his sister. She said, it's yours. You don't have to accept him, reject him. He turned back to me. He said, preach, I've been too bad. I said, oh, no. I said, as a matter of fact, that's who God's interested in. Those that are sick needs a physician, those, you know. And I said, if you will bow your head and ask Christ to save you, I said, right here, he'll do it. Y'all heard that old sinner pray. <laughs> he got to telling God how sorry he was. He got to telling God all about his sin. He said, Lord, would you forgive me? <laughs> hey, God birthed him in this family, I believe. Man, I got to stand within the next, I don't know, he passed away within the next week or two, you know. And I got to share that at the funeral. And he had some loved ones that needed, and I'm glad that it can be a late hour, but you can Tell them about Jesus. He said, today, that shall be with me. I don't know if he really want to go to heaven by anybody else, but he sure want to go with Jesus. Yes, he said, today, that shall be with me. Brother Kevin. 